uh, well, I hope uh, in your groups you were able to get some some good discussions about this this passage. Um, oh, Gareth, could you quickly mute? Sorry. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, yeah, I hope you were able to get some good conversations um, out of just reading through the passage. Um, yeah, when I was preparing for this, um, I really found it quite an interesting passage. Um, there's definitely a lot in there. Um, and it's, yeah, it's just a really, really nice story, just seeing the character of Jesus um, and also just seeing the types of people he attracted um, just uh, in his life and ministry on this earth. Um, so yeah, we're going to be continuing the series that Black started um, last week, just looking at um, the people that Jesus interacted with. Um, and this week we're focusing on um, the sinful woman. Uh, so yeah, in this <laughs> in the story, uh, the scene is set with a Pharisee um, inviting Jesus over um, for for uh, dinner um, to come to a banquet. And everything seems to go smoothly until um, a sinful woman, a woman of the city, who would have been a prostitute, comes in um, and kind of comes to Jesus and is weeping. <laughs> and she does something really, really weird um, that I show you that I'm sure you picked up in um, your groups. Um, so with her tears, she wets the feet of Jesus. She wipes uh, it dry with her hair, um, kisses his feet, and then anoints them with perfume, um, expensive perfume, uh, and. <laughs> Yeah, this is, it's quite an interesting story. Um, but I'd just like to first start off just with um, speaking to um, just about the two characters in the story who um, are the Pharisee uh, and the woman and how they just relate to Jesus. Because um, they both actually have expectations of Jesus at the beginning. So firstly, we see the Pharisee who invites Jesus over for dinner. Um, that isn't something we often see in the Gospels um, on the life of Jesus. Um, it's, it's only very few times that it seems that a Pharisee actually comes to Jesus genuinely asking about him and trying to figure him out um, and not just wanting to put him to death um, or undermine his teaching. So, yeah, and later on, we kind of see that he might have been kind of thinking, who is Jesus? Maybe he's a prophet. Maybe he's a, he's a righteous man. He's trying to figure it out. Um, and then we see the woman who she also has expectations of Jesus. Um, but we'll see uh, as we go through the passage. And I'm sure you were kind of touching up on this that she actually understands what Jesus came for, um, what Jesus came to do. 
uh, and his character. So the thing that we miss out at the beginning um, when Jesus comes over, uh, we kind of just skip through it uh, when Luke is just writing. Uh, it seems to be a smooth transition of he, Jesus comes, he's reclining at the table, and then this woman comes in uh, and kisses his feet, cries on his feet. Uh, and we can be really weirded out by this. Um, it's not something that we would really see in our modern day. Um, and it wasn't something that happened all that often. <laughs> um, yeah, in those times. And it was actually seen as disgraceful and shameful um, what she did. Um, for instance, well, just the feet was considered the most unclean part of the body. Um, when they would be be walking with their sandals through the streets that would have been extremely dirty. Um, so that's one thing. And the other is that, well, women weren't really allowed to wear their hair down in that culture. It was considered something that was very intimate and it would have been likened to her actually just being naked in this situation. Um, that's how shameful they would have seen it. So it's no wonder that when Simon sees this, he actually begins to question what he's kind of heard about Jesus and think through just if this guy is like, well, accepts this kind of treatment from a woman and just doesn't actually recognize her as a sinful woman, or if he still does, but still lets her touch him and treat him in this way, how could he be a prophet or how could he be someone righteous? And there's a little bit of an irony in here because right in the next verse, Jesus understands what the Pharisee is saying to himself. Um, he understands his heart um, and he begins to answer because the Pharisee has something wrong with just the understanding of it. Um, the, the social setting might have, well, was really confusing to him and Jesus almost understands this and gets into the parable. So I'll just read the parable quickly. I'm sure you um, went over this um, when we, you guys were discussing um, the question too, um, just how does this parable make sense of the passage? Um, so a certain money lender who had two debtors, one who, one who owed 500 denarii and the other 50. When they could not pay, he canceled the debt of both. Now, which of them will love him more? So with um, the Pharisees judgment of kind of who the woman was, he was looking very surface level. Um, he wouldn't have really seen her as much of a person. Um, she would have been considered like an object, as um, well kind of objectified, someone who is unclean, an outsider. She would have also been a part of, well, just relating to Gentiles, which at the time would have meant that you were richly unclean. Um, 
So, but he didn't really see the person behind this woman. Because at this time, um, even we could judge this woman um, who, yeah, whose reputation was as a sinful woman. Her job was being a prostitute. And we can just think that that might just mean that she is an immoral woman. Um, but at the time, it's, she would have been considered a part of the poor. Um, she would have probably been pushed into this position either by um, financial problems. Um, she could have been a slave that was freed. And because she had no ties to any male, she would have had to make her own money. And this was just one of the very few choices that she kind of had, had to just make money and survive. Or alternatively, she could have just been sold into prostitution um, by a family who was just um, very poor and could not make it. And this is kind of where the difference between the Pharisees' um, response to what this woman is doing and Jesus's is so different. So we know by the parable that this is kind of talking about the forgiveness of sins. We see that later on um, in 47, um, where Jesus just says, well, those who are forgiven much will love much, basically, and those who are forgiven little will love little. And this is kind of the categories that um, Jesus separates the Pharisee and the woman into. Because this woman didn't just come here um, because she had just heard of him, really. She would have probably known Jesus. And she would have known true forgiveness. Because what she did um, <laughs> was bold, um, to put it in the least, um, to be going to a Pharisee's house, house someone who is rich, has a high social status, um, is among the leadership in the community. Um, and for someone who is richly unclean to do that, that would have been just mind-blowing. Um, no one would have expected her to come. No one was wanting her to come. She was just a complete and utter outsider. Um, and she would have been scorned in her, the society of the day. Um, and yeah, I'm pretty sure we can think of people to liken that to today, those who are homeless on the streets, um, those who are, live in just a life of poverty and their only hope is like criminal activities, being doing robberies, hijackings possibly, um, and prostitutes as well today. But Jesus sees this person and we can be assured from knowing the parable that she was already forgiven. And this is where the love comes from. This is where the real motivation comes for her actions. Why she would step into such a place um, where Jesus is, <laughs> that just no one would accept her. Um, to just come in 
cry at his feet, cry on his feet, clean them, wipe them, kiss them, and anoint them with perfume. And we understand that she was actually filling, um, well, kind of treating him with honor, where the Pharisee did not. We see just after the, the parable that Jesus points out that the Pharisee, Simon, he totally neglected um, his manners, actually. Even his, like, the social rules of the day. Um, the things that, the very thing that, um, yeah, uh, the Pharisee is criticizing the woman of. He did. He forgot to wash the feet of Jesus. Uh, and probably not forgot. It would be quite deliberate. It would be like forgetting to greet someone on their way into your house or forgetting to offer them a drink. It was common courtesy of the time. And he completely ne neglected it, showing that his understanding of who Jesus was and his, yeah, feeling like, well, obviously his need for forgiveness, he would have felt that he was pure. But this woman comes in and she totally outstrips him. Instead of just mere water for cleaning his feet, she gives him her own tears. Instead of, well, and wiping him with uh, her hair, which is also crazy. Um, those of you who really care about your hair would know that this is, this is definitely stepping over a line. Um, and instead of a kiss of greeting, which would have just been uh, on the hand or on the cheek, which would be just common courtesy, she kisses his feet. And instead of anointing him with just common household olive oil, she brings perfume, probably the most valuable item she had. And she anoints Jesus' feet with this. And this love and honor, it doesn't just come out of nowhere. Um, and it's not that she was trying to earn anything. It, it's not like she was trying to earn the forgiveness that Jesus is offering. Um, it's actually that she knows this forgiveness. She has, her debt has been forgiven. And because of this um, freedom, this new freedom that she has, her response is this love for Jesus, his honor for Jesus, that just exceeds all expectation. Um, even going so far as to put herself into more shame in the eyes of everyone else, to honor and love Jesus. <laughs> and this speaks to, well, the character of Jesus, of just who he came to save. He came to save the lost. He came to save the sinners. Jesus was known as a friend of sinners, which would have at the time been quite derogatory of just like almost saying <laughs> to a person nowadays, you're a friend of hobos. Um, but instead, uh, Jesus actually takes us on and that is his mission to come to those who need salvation. And the Pharisee isn't even any different. He is a sinner just like this woman. The only difference is that he doesn't think he needs forgiveness. He's the one who thinks he only owes 
50 denarii, um, which in that time would have been paid back within uh, 50 days of work, where the other would have been around three years of work. Um, that would be the salary that you'd need to pay back the money. Um, but this woman understands Jesus and the Pharisee doesn't. So the heart of this passage really is this parable and the response to this parable. So I don't know if you today know the love of Jesus, know that your sins are forgiven if you come to him and repent. Uh, you might feel like an outsider. You might feel guilty um, <laughs> of sin or, yeah, you might just feel like no one really un understands you at this moment. Um, feelings can be difficult and understanding just your place in the world, um, who you are, it's, it's hard. But Jesus came for people down on their luck, people who really just need to be saved, people who are the outcasts that very few people accept. And this salvation, this forgiveness of sins is, it's beautiful, as we can see in just this woman's response, which is the right response, um, just almost reckless love. Um, just not caring what anyone thinks, really, and just loving God uh, <laughs> and just pouring your all out to him. And for those of you who do know this love, who have been forgiven, this should just be a reminder that our love for God, our love for Jesus should just be overflowing. Like this woman who gives probably the most valuable item she owns just to anoint Jesus's feet to come just with weeping, just tears streaming down her face, just with utter, just deep emotion for Jesus. Um, just this amazing love that is shown because of the love that is shown to her and this freedom that we have to show this love. There's nothing that we owe. We can never owe anything. We can never repay the debt that was paid for us. But we can just show the love um, to Jesus and to God. Um, and yeah, and that's uh, the right response and just the heart change that comes from this forgiveness of sins. Um, and people might think you're a fool for um, talking about Jesus like openly to your friends at school or um, yeah, it might, your life might look very different to other people when everyone else is doing what's considered to be cool um, at the time. And you might be able to forgive people when others would say, what the heck man, why you, why if someone does you wrong, why don't you get back at them? Why aren't, why isn't it an eye for an eye? But you can actually really, if you just find your foundation on this forgiveness, this 
debt that has been paid for you, you then you can be like this woman and not worry about what the world thinks of you um, and show love to God and share this good news as well, that this forgiveness is free, that all this love that Jesus has can be yours. Um, and this love that can never be paid back. Um, and yeah, I think that's where I will end this for us today. Um, but yeah, I think as you just go through your week, maybe just think about this woman and her response just to Jesus's love. Um, and also think of the Pharisee, because that Pharisee might be you. Um, think of just who, where do you stand with Jesus? And if you have time in the week, pray about this. Maybe read through it again and let it touch your heart. Let Jesus speak to you. Because um, we can all feel like outsiders sometimes. And we can all feel like we are unworthy. But Jesus comes for just those people who know that they need him. So yeah, let me just uh, end off in prayer for us. Um, so why don't you bow, bow your hands? Lord, um, we do just thank you for this great love that you came to show to us. Lord, we thank you that you are a friend of sinners, um, that just when we are lost, um, you come to us and you find us and you showed us great love. Um, you forgave our sins, giving us true salvation, Lord, that we can't find anywhere else in this world. Um, and would you really be at work in our hearts, Lord? I pray for those who don't know your forgiveness, Lord, that you'd really just reveal yourself to, to them, that you'd show them your great love, your great forgiveness. And for those of us who do know it, Lord, I pray that our hearts would just overflow with love for you, knowing that we could never pay you back um, or pay our debt, but that you or you, <laughs> that all the honor is yours, Lord. Um, and I do just pray that you'd be with all of us going into this week. Would you just help us reflect on what we've heard? Um, would you work in our hearts and bring, out, bring about a real change, Lord? Um, and I do just pray this all in your holy name. Amen. Thanks, guys, for joining us. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, Jared. Thanks, everyone. Bye. Cheers. Hello? Yes. Thank you. Do, do you guys think that the tropical storm is going to come?